You're listening to The Wet Spot, hosted by Passion Poet, a safe space for our tears, sweat, and sexuality. Passionate Words Editing Services is a one-stop shop for all your editorial and authorial needs. We take your book from conception to completion, holding your hand all along the way. We provide manuscript preparation, several levels of editing, book formatting and typesetting, including cover design. And we even assist you in uploading your finished book to Amazon. At Passionate Words, we believe that words are a writer's currency. Let us help you spend yours wisely. Contact us today on Instagram at passionate.words.editing or by email at passionatewordsediting at gmail.com and let us start you on your journey today. Do you want to become a sponsor of The Wet Spot or to donate to help this Wet Spot go further? Well, here's how you can do it. If you want to become a sponsor of an episode or several episodes, you can hit me up at the wet spot podcast, one word, the wet spot podcast at gmail.com, and we can discuss how you can become a sponsor. If you want to donate a love offering or some just a gift to the erotic empire and the wet spot itself, hit me up in my PayPal. Just send a, just send something to paypal.me. That's paypal.me slash erotic empire. One word, paypal.me slash erotic empire. I just give a love donation. I would really appreciate it. And that will help the wet spot and the erotic empire go so much further. So thank you so much. And let's get wet. In this segment, I want you to get comfortable as I read one of my pieces. Because the words, the words may move you. They may inspire you. Who knows? They may even get you wet. So sit back and listen. this segment, I invite you to join me as I speak about a current wet topic with a guest to the show. I hope you enjoy as we get wet together. Welcome to the wet spot. This is Passion Point for another week and I have another treat. I I'm in love with words. If you know me long enough, you should know this. But I am lovesick. I am lovesick, people. I am lovesick. There is a book that has been given to me to read, right? And I am freaking out over this book for the time. I, should, I, should, I, should I say that this book made me come three times? Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to that. But let's welcome... <laughs> 
Let us welcome Karima Edwards, the author of Love Sick, Poems and Stories to Turn You On. Hello, Karima. How are you doing? I am doing well. I am doing well. <laughs> That's very good. That's very, very good. Thank you so much for being a part of the wet spot. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself to get started. Well, my name is Karima. I'm a Brooklyn native. Um, I'm 46. I work for the city. My mom of two, two adult children, thank God. Now it's just <laughs> me and my husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I'm happily married and I love, love, lo- I'm in love with words. I love to write. I've been writing for years. I started performing about eight years ago and it just took on a life of its own. And this book is my third child. This book Ooh. was a labor of love. Yes, it definitely yeah. was a labor of love. So, yeah. okay. Well, let's start there. Performing. What, what? Which came first, the performing or the writing? I've been writing since a child. Since I was a young child, I've been writing. But I started to perform about eight years ago because I would write so much poetry. And I have a friend. This is my poetic sister. Mm-hmm. And she said, you need to be on stage. You need to be on stage. So she took me to an open mic one night and I killed. I didn't, I was so nervous. It was packed, but I did <laughs> such a great job. I got on stage. It's like I stepped out of myself and was a whole nother person. I understand. And mm-hmm. I've been in love with it ever since. So this ever is, since. so this is, this is performance poetry. This is spoken word yes. poetry. Spoken nice. word poetry. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. So what, you, you, what's your stage name? Yellow you tail. Go, pardon? Yellow, yellow tail. Yellow tail. Yellow tail. Nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, that makes that makes sense with the um the IG. <laughs> <laughs> IG makes sense. <laughs> yeah. but, yes. No. I I I honestly I I let the cat out of the bag. I was going to tell you that a little bit later on in the show, but this this book made me come three times. Like oh my I stopped, God. <laughs> I stopped reading. I had to relieve myself and then I got like further down in the book and started all over again and, and yeah this book is hot this book is hot what thank you, got thank you, you. <laughs> what got you into writing erotica specifically um obviously your, your writing would not have been erotic when you started as a child but what got you into writing uh, erotica specifically you know I am a hopeless romantic so it started out really as me writing poems to my boyfriend. Right. I would write poems to my boyfriend all the time. And as I got older, you know, what you yeah. like changes. Mm-hmm. So I would write about things that I fantasized about. So yeah. that's how I started writing erotica. And I have a very vivid imagination, but I don't like to be so overt. So I think that I'm very colorful with how I dress things up. Because I want people, I want when people to read it, I want them to get their own picture because we yeah. all have different ways of interpreting things. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what did it for me. I, and I love the reaction that I got because on stage, I'm not very dramatic because I feel right. like what I'm saying is very sexy. So I don't mm-hmm. feel like I need to be so sexy, but I think my tone is sexy and I might wear something sexy, but I'm not, I don't really gyrate or, you know, Walk across, you know how I'm not that way. I like to be engaging. Right. Because I understand what you mean. Intellect turns me on. 
Yes. So you're a true sapiosexual then. True sapiosexual. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I do understand <laughs> what you mean though. Um, as a spoken word artist myself, I get it. Um I I remember being in, in competitions here in Barbados. And because at the time the competitions were being um judged by people who did not understand the difference between spoken word and a performance poem or a performance. They were trying to judge us as theater performers. And uh, you know, it, it's 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 not exactly that. There are elements of there are elements of theater, there are elements of becoming a, a different character. But honestly, I agree with you 110% that the words should carry the weight. The words should carry the weight of 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 the performance. I shouldn't absolutely. Have, I shouldn't need props, right? In my opinion, I shouldn't need props. If you are into the poetry, and if you're there, as you say, as a sapiosexual, as someone who's connecting to the words, I mean, hell, forget forget erotic for for a minute. Just poetry. If you're if you're into the poetry itself, the words should catch you. And I shouldn't need props. One of the biggest. Um, one of the biggest spoken word giants in my country. Um, his name is Adrian Green. And usually Adrian would stand, one, it's one, he's standing one place. He's standing rooted to one spot um, with a microphone. Usually the microphone is in a mic stand. And that means he's mm. standing one place. But his words, oh my God, the words, the words are powerful. The words punch. So yeah. So I, I definitely get that part. I def, definitely get that part about um, using words more so than the performance aspect, more so than, um, you know, having to be a theater performer and, and theatrics. Your words should carry the weight, definitely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like skimming through... I have the book in front of me on my Kindle, on my uh, computer right now, and I'm just skimming through. Um, and I love, I, I love your stories. I mean, the poetry. I am a poet at heart, but the stories, I get what you mean by um, your words. Like, you want to paint a picture with your words, so I can see everything. I can see yeah. everything. I love that. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. How easy, how do these stories come to you? I know that you said in your introduction before play that um that the that that they're 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 all works of your imagination. Wonder a part of me wonders if the this is imagination. I mean, like how much is imagination and how much you've actually experienced, but we'll get into that. I'll ask that question a bit later because I'm like <laughs> well. This, um, how did I come up with the stories? Now, initially, I was just supposed to do a book of poetry, but I wanted to introduce the poems, like give a small introduction. So write mm -hmm. a story to like, give you a feel for the poems. And the stories actually took on a life of their own. Yes. Now, this is imagination with a dash of reality, mm -hmm. if I dare to say. You know, we have changed the names to protect the guilty. Of course. <laughs> yes, <laughs> changed the names to protect the guilty. But I love to talk about things that are taboo. Yes. The things that people don't like to talk about, I love to talk about that because there is so much, there's so much shame mm 
attached mm-hmm. to sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, people make you feel, they judge you for what you do in your relationship. So right. when a lot of times when you doing something that you enjoy, people are secretly, you know what I'm saying? They're judging you. They want to know, but they're judging right. you because they're not brave enough to do it. Agreed. Agreed. So that's why I wanted to tap into that because you shouldn't be ashamed of anything. So when people are not telling you things, it's not because it's a secret. Sometimes it's none of your business because you're not brave enough to do what I would do. Oh, I, I could never do that. You're probably mm-hmm. doing something worse. You know, so I love to talk about those things because these are the things that go on. You have ads to your, sometimes you add something to your relationship. Sometimes you may have desire to be with somebody else intimately. You don't want to build a life with them, but you're Mm -hmm. attracted to them. There Mm -hmm. is a animal attraction. There is a chemistry. There is an itch that you want to scratch. So if you're, if you are blessed enough to be in a relationship where you can convey that to your partner and your partner is strong enough to deal with that, it can be a great thing. But it also, there's a downside to it also because you don't want to make that the norm in your relationship where the only way you two can be together is if you have a buffer. So I like to talk about those things because these are real things. I like to talk about situationships, the relationship that's actually going nowhere, but you can't stop you can't stop doing it because there's there's a pull there. Nobody likes to talk about that, you know. Nobody wants to talk about being the other woman. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to talk about being a guy that sneaks out on his wife or being a female that just she's just gonna step out to get a quickie or she has a lesbian desire. I I love to talk about those things. And and I, I love it. to read about them. And I love to read about them because <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I love erotica. I love erotica, but um, I, I find the same thing. Like, it's, it's not. There's a like, just with just like with everything else. There are different shades. There are different types of erotica. But I love the fact that you, in a sense, give validity. Well, well, not in a sense. You give validity to those those aspects of of life that that even erotica even some erotica writers shy away from you would read an erotic writing and it would be a lot of sex but it would be in a monogamous relationship it would be or 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 a traditional relationship where from the from the point of view of somebody's cheating on someone else um but i love the threesome like it, people we start off in this book start off with talking about threesomes like so i mean you don't you don't start at a at a low, at a at a at a low, at a small level, and 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 rise up. No, we go straight into it. The first story is about a threesome, and yeah, so, I and loved it, means, it. Yes, I loved I writing. Love. I loved writing it. It was it was really great to write because it really is how you actually fumble a lot. You yes. uh, sometimes you are taken aback if mm. I because I am I'm married to a man. Mm. But I am very much physically attracted to women. Can I right. feel my? Would I? Do I see myself in a full blown relationship with a woman? I've never thought that deep into it. But mm-hmm. physically, I, I enjoy <laughs> the company yes. of a woman. Right. And right, it can right. it can be very overwhelming, mm-hmm. and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And the voyeur in me, like I love to watch, right. because I know what I know how 
my husband makes me feel. Mm-hmm. So if I see him with another woman, you know what I'm saying? And we're all engaging and I get to sit back and I get to watch. It's like seeing, it's like, it's like the perfect movie. It's a perfect, yeah. it's like live. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh God. And what happens later is I wanted, he winds up giving it to me even better. Yeah, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, it can be very exciting. <laughs> How did that happen? Did you and your husband um, go into your relationship knowing that this was, this was a part of your life? Was it, or was it something that grew? Was it something that it grew? grew. It, it, it grew. It grew. It grew out of it because we have been together for twenty years. We've been mm. together for a long time. I am six years his senior, and mm. when you get when you are together for a long time, you do different things to keep right. the relationship moving. Right. To keep the relationship moving because you fall in and out of love over a period of time. No one likes to say that, but that is a fact. What main, what sustains the relationship is how strong the friendship is. Like right. my husband is my best friend. Me and my husband, are, we're friends above everything. So mm. when you don't, when you're not, like when you hit a dry spot, the friendship is what's going to carry you through. Because right, I can't right, imagine right. life without him. So when I have, I love the fact that he was so open-minded, even though he was younger than me, that I could go to him and tell him, you know, I had a dream about a female. Have you ever thought about doing this? Like I could share those things with him and he wasn't taken aback. He wasn't turned, he wasn't turned off, but he also wasn't having his tongue hanging out his mouth, wag- wagging it right. either. Like, right. cause you know, men, men, men love a good reason. So, you yeah. know, like, oh, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't on it like that. He was like, oh, really? That's interesting. So let's talk about it. And we had several conversations about it. And when it finally happened, it was great. It was great. She was a, she's a great person. We're still friends with her. You know, she's, she's married now also. We're still good friends. And it was one of the best experiences because we had such a great bond. You know, yes, we, de- yes, we developed yes. a closeness that was that surpassed a physical thing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it was it was good it was crazy at first but it was good well that's good to hear because i know a lot of people who um they want to do threesomes but i keep hearing i see i keep hearing threesomes that fail i keep hearing threesomes that fail it's like um this is one of the few times I've heard threesomes having a positive ending. You know, normally what happens in a threesome, as far as I am aware, I unfortunately have not yet had one. I still looking. <laughs> I, I I feel so much like I feel so much like a nephilite. Like I'm like uh, as much as the poetry and stuff that I do, I am like wait a minute. That's like the basic. Like I read, I watched. Um, <laughs> Side so note, I watched um I watched something on VH1 one time. I can't remember the show. It was one of those reality shows they like love and hip hop or something like that. And mm-hmm. the and the one of the guys was talking to like a, one of the girls in the group, and he basically was like, she he was basically bragging about how much he wanted to be a freak. So the woman was like, All right, prove it. Tell me what it is that you really was your deepest, darkest. And he's like, oh, I want to do a threesome. And she laughed in his face because she's like, what? That's like basic. That's the first step of the rung of the ladder. And if that's where you are in your freakness, I, I can't deal with you because I thought you wanted to hang from the rooftops. I I, had, I thought you wanted to swing, you know, 
swing swing from the chandelier like Rihanna, you know, you you ain't you, you ain't ready yet, <laughs> you know. So I mean, if like so for me, I'm like I write a lot of poetry and I write a lot of erotica, but I'm like there's so much stuff that I want to experience personally, like yeah. And a threesome is part of it. I I don't know. Part of me is like, can I actually handle the threesome? But anyhow, yeah. But um, but I'm really I'm really wondering. Uh, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, sorry. I just heard. I was hearing myself for a bit there. I was just making sure. No, I was they, trying they, they to make. Our connection. Oh no, we're still here. I just wanted to make sure I got no calls because somebody tried to call me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. I. I had that. So yeah, I definitely like I want to try it. So I'm like the three sums are like the the to me the the start of the Rolada kind of thing, you know, into into non-traditional uh relationships. Well, I will say this. This is the advice that I always give. Well, for women, I always tell a woman if you're not attracted to a female and you want to have a threesome with a female and you and you have to what is the reason you want to do it are you doing it mm-hmm. to satisfy his satisfy his urge because if you're doing it just for him and you know your temperament if you're a jealous person you shouldn't even consider it mm-hmm. you shouldn't even consider it you should not even think about doing it if you're if you're not attracted to a female i don't think it's something that you should do because there will right. be a level of resentment if you see how he responds to another woman because he's going mm. to be excited. And that is that might give you a little sting because it's a natural reaction right. to be right. jealous and to become territorial. Mm. But if you see how he reacts and you're already a person that's jealous or a little insecure, it's going to enrage you. So you shouldn't do it for the soul. You should really have a genuine curiosity yourself. Like if the right, if right, the right. thought of a woman putting her lips on you doesn't turn you on and make you feel warm inside, then you shouldn't do it at all. Right, right, right. And that makes perfect sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense because I know I know a lot of I know a lot of men who are um who don't who their only concept of a, of of a of a threesome is fmf right with two women right and they they can't consider they can't conceive of being naked around another man um so they 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 would do it if they're the if they're the only man in the house and they're two and they're two um two women's pleasuring him um but i mean you know so the idea of doing it because a lot of women want a lot of women want threesomes, but they want to be the one pleasure. They want they, they want to be the goddess and have two men um worshiping them. Absolutely. So yes. And you know, so when when they, when you come up to your man, <laughs> I see a lot of I see a lot of um I see a lot of Facebook memes and a lot of jokes where they talk about um uh the man says, Oh honey, I want to do a threesome. And the girl says, "Yes, yes, yes. Call your brother Dre. Call your call that dude. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I I've been I've been wanting to get on that. I want I've been wanting to get on that chocolate steak. Like yeah, like, and and the man's like, uh, that was not what I had in mind. <laughs> exactly. It has but, to be fair game. It has to be fair yes, game. It does. And if a man, I mean, when you start to have these discussions, 
you have to put your boundaries on the table, both parties. Mm-hmm. Because there are some men that don't even want to consider a threesome with another woman. And some men are just, they're not with that either. They don't want any mm-hmm. of that. But for the ones that do, you have to take into consideration that she may want two men. She may want to add another male to it. You know what I'm saying? And you have to be secure with yeah. that. It's it's not for the it's not for lighthearted. You have to, this is not something you could go into halfway. You have to be sure. You definitely have to be sure about this because a lot can happen. People catch yes. people catch yes. feelings, especially if you do it mm-hmm. consistently. People catch feelings. The other party catches mm-hmm. feelings. They become territorial. This that the third. You know what I'm saying? And I my suggestion for the men is don't be greedy. Right. Don't be greedy. And it's hard, it's hard not to be because you're already excited that you have the end. There's so many different taboo situations. You also have a situation where you it's not a threesome at all, where you both have a path to do what you want to do. Where you can mm-hmm. have someone outside as long as they know that you are married or you have a significant other and they respect that. You know, you can do that also. And that's that can be tricky also. It's so many yeah. different, it's so many different variables. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote this book because I experienced something like that. And this book was like the perfect way to work out, work through some frustrations and to work through some things that I was going through. So right, I pick up right. the pen when I go through things. I'm not a person, I'm a very controlled person. Like I'm not very mm-hmm. impulsive. I'm not impulsive at all. Mm-hmm. I'm controlled to the point where it annoys others because I really say, if I say something is beneath me, I put my foot on top of it. I do not stoop, no matter how mad someone makes me. I said, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm just going to change how I deal with them if I decide to deal with right. them at all. So this this book, right. there is a lot of truth in this book. You know, I like, mm-hmm. the poetry was sensual and sexy because that's what I feel like should go on between a man and a woman. Not always. You should be able to kick it and yeah. just be regular. But when you're sensual, you should do little things like you should role play. You should do, yeah. you should have little, you should have romantic nights. It's nothing wrong with your man coming in the house. And before he even takes off his jacket, you unzip his pants, you pull out his cock and you just suck it. I don't want you to bathe. I want to smell all of you. I want your full essence. That's what I feel like doing in that moment. And when you're finished, then you can go take off your stuff. Then you can go take a shower. Then you can do all those things you want to do. But when I want you in your mind, I want you right here. You got to live in the moment sometimes. Because those are the things yes. Those are the things you think about throughout the day. And those are the things that keep the relationship fresh. When you're at work, you're thinking about how your wife just pleasures you and you didn't even get to put your lunch bag down yet. Yep, 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 yep. Definitely. Definitely. I, I I agree. And that, that's one of the things that I like about the book. The book has those romantic, like they, they have the, the poetry is sexy, but just like what you said, like to me, the stories are taboo and the, and the poems are more romantic. Um, so both all are erotic, but like the like the taboo things really come out in these stories. Yes. Andy. You get me. Andy. I'm so happy that yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the stories are what come out, the taboo stuff, but then the romantic, the erotic romantic, as you said, the, I'm looking at 
I'm looking at session number one submission right now. Um, can't seem to catch my breath. It's running from me. My nectar is slowly being sucked from me. Orgasms are arriving in waves. I'm hopping like the Energizer Bunny. He keeps whispering, baby, come for me. Yeah, just like that. I need more honey, baby. Yeah. And so I'm so like and and as a as um this is this is something that I would write, but from the male perspective, mostly. I do I have I've written a couple um imagining what it would feel like how it would come how it would feel like from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. But um this is like this is like something that I would have written. Um this is a female version of something I would have I've read some of your stuff. You're amazing. I went to, I went to, I was like, this. I said, and your voice is what sells it. So when you do something live, I'm sure when you was on stage, I'm sure you was beating women away because if you, you feel everything. That's why your name is Passion Poet. I understand. Definitely. It's true. It is. Definitely. <laughs> it is true. Right? It is true. I am passionate about everything I do. I when I started the, and you should be agreed. And as I, 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 I actually am thinking about going back on stage. I'm thinking about going back on stage, um, like, like having my own show and making it an erotic show because I, I have to find, I have to create my own show because as most of my stuff is erotic, I cannot go onto other people's shows because 99% of the time I have to be censored. I have to be like, okay, you can't say this, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. So I need to have my own show um, where I know for a fact that I have bouncers at the door, you know, you have to check ID. I'm like so serious. I'm contemplating doing it. So you have to show ID at the door. You have to be 18 or over to come, to get in. And then you come and get grown and sexy. So, um, I'm, you know, we, I'm really thinking about it and see what's going to happen after COVID really lifts because as for the last for the last year, um, artists have been doing things online because being out in public and having online sh- uh, having live shows is prohibited to avoid being you know spreading the virus. And of stuff. course, you have to be um, mindful. Definitely, you have to be. You have to be. So I, I, you know, and then of course the other reason is because I. I've um I'm running my own business now, so I really and truly have <laughs> no time. I am spending so much time editing other people's books that doing stuff for myself has been put on the back burner. Um, but I do like that idea, and thank you so much for for bringing that back up to me. I really think I want to get back on stage, do something, um, because I agree it it hasn't happened. I'll say it doesn't happen as much live. It hasn't happened as much live, but it happens all the time when I'm when I do when I do performances on other people's like uh, online shows, online shows for other people, especially in the states. Maybe it doesn't work so much here because everybody is Barbadian here, so everybody has the same accent. Right. But I know for a fact. That when I do poetry and it, it and it crosses the drives waters, the women guys... crazy, yeah, because <laughs> yes. it's ex- it's exotic it sure because because you're from because you're from the islands it's exotic. First of all, you have locks that's exotic. You know what I'm saying? You have you know what I'm saying? You have a great complexion of skin. You have your conversation. It's flowy. It flows. You're not trying too hard. You can tell this Thank is you. who you are. 
at your core. People mm. love authenticity. Yes, I'm are. 46. So Agreed. I'm a grown woman. You know, I'm a grown woman. And I feel like mm-hmm. at this age, who's going to play games? We like what we like and we Agreed. like authenticity. And you definitely have, you're definitely authentic. How I came across, how I even came across your page, my editor, she sent me your page. <laughs> she she DM'd me, really? my editor. Yes, her name is Tia Smart. And she was like this, because she knows I write erotica. And she said, you need to try to get on this show. I said, why did I, I peruse? Why haven't I ever seen him? And she was like this, well, I'm sending it to you now. I said, I'm going to DM him. And I DM'd you. And you were just so <laughs> nice from the beginning. I've been telling everybody about it. I said, I'm going to be interviewed on the West Side. I said, the major poet. I said, I, <laughs> I said, I like his candor. I said, he has a great candor. I said, I like his personality. I said, I sent him the book. I was like, I don't even want him to have to wait. I'm going to send him the book. Because I have... All of my stuff I keep on my computer. Yep. I same keep here. everything same on here. my computer. And let me tell you, Lovesick is really my baby. I really, really enjoy it's still surreal that I wrote a book. It's still my book came out January 27th. It's still a, it's still Whoa. surreal that I wrote a book. I had a lot of, I had so much support because I've been writing forever. So so many people were waiting uh-huh. for this book. But when I hear the feedback. It makes me so happy. They're like, this book is so well written. It doesn't, they said, this book is, look at the cover. It looks beautiful. There's a creamy, you did such a good job. That makes me so happy because I want people to enjoy because we all need a detour. It's so much going on. So we need to be entertained. Yes. We need to be entertained. And if, if nothing yes. else, I'm entertaining. Yes. I love to, I love to yes. entertain. <laughs> and I want to talk about the things that you, that you're a little nervous about talking about. I'm not nervous. I live in, yeah, I live you in, I live in my truth. You know why? Secrets hold you prisoner. Right. So if you, don't, if you don't have any secrets, a person can't hold anything over you. Because I'm a person, I don't volunteer information, but whatever I'm asked, uh-huh. I will answer. And I answer truthfully. Agreed. I always answer truthfully. But are you ready for the truth? Let the church sit in, man. Let the church sit in, man. I'm feeling yes. that. Feeling yes. it. Cause I know, like, I mean, I I keep saying I say this all I I say this a lot, uh, I say this a lot, but I it's every time I say it is it, it sounds it's true to me. I find kindred spirits every time I do my show. Every time I do my show, I connect with somebody, and I'm like, this is a, this is she's like she's like a sister. She's like a soul sister, and I mean, not just because we're Afro, you know, Afro African descent, but just we're on the same wavelength, yes. like. I totally get it. I totally get it. I am a hundred percent or okay. Being honest, being a hundred percent honest, I am like ninety-seven percent honest. You know, there are those little okay. times that yeah, you're doing. Of course. Say no, you're not, but you're not supposed to. Some things should stay between you and no. God. I tell people that all the time. And it's people true. should and never allow a person to make you feel bad because they don't know everything about you. They shouldn't. We should mm-hmm. all have some mystery to us. We should have a little mystery Indeed. to us. You know, Indeed. every a person should not Indeed. know everything there is to know because guess what? They know how to manipulate you if they know every little thing about you. So some things it's okay to keep Agreed. to yourself. Definitely. But I, that's true. But at the same time, I agree with you 100%. Authenticity is key. And I do not like, I, 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 it doesn't, I like, I'll give you an example. Like I, I recently, like I said, I recently had my, um, I recently became self-employed. Um, so 
um, the actual, the wet spot is part of one of my businesses, mm-hmm. right? Um, the Erotic Empire, where I where I sell my books, the brand under which I sell my books, under which I perform, under which the wet spot um, is is housed. But um, I also do editing, um, uh, passionate words editing services. And that is what I'm, I'm starting to, that's what I'm living off of now. Um, you know, so last, uh, although the, the, the business in and of itself is a couple years old. It was it was started in 2015, 2016. Okay. It was a side hustle. It was a side hustle up until last year, September. Last year, September, I finally had all my ducks in a row. I was able to step away from corporate and um and and, and be on my own. But um, you know, there were things that I I'm I'm all ready to go and you know go and and, and sign up and do the and do the um you know, sign up to the for the government to know that the, the the company exists and stuff like that. And people are all like, wait until you finish, get your uh, unemployment check. And I'm like, but I'm not unemployed. I have a job. My job is my, you know. And so that battle of being honest and being, you know, for me is always there. Because my thing is... Integrity, yes. Yeah, because my, yeah, my thing is, what happens if 10 years down the road, somebody happens to dig into my finances and somehow realize that I was um I I was saying I was I was pulling an unemployment check but I actually was working for myself. You know, I always worry about those things. So I'm like, let me be honest up front so that nobody can hold things over my head. Absolutely. Right? That's just how I, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. So I definitely get what you mean when you say what you say about authenticity, about being open, about being honest. Um, I I've been uh, open in open relationships for must be like eight years wow. now. Um, yeah, four years, four years with my um, with my with my with my with my last ex-wife, and now. Um, you know, in the partnership that I have now, you know, there's an open relationship as well. Um, so, and, and as just like with the threesome, you cannot, I should not jump into something like that. It changes you. You have to think completely differently. I actually tell people like when, when they are speaking to me about the idea of being in open relationships and poly or whatever, polyamory, mm-hmm. I tell them most people who are not in the lifestyle, are not in are, are not in the are not in that thought process. Right. They all think they all think it is only about the sex. They think it is all about I can sex whoever I want, whenever I want, I can sex these two and three different women and there's no ramifications. I say nope. And I tell and I tell people this is what I think of when I think of polyamory. I think of two words that are not sexy at all. Relationship management. I agree. I agree. It's relationship management. It's relationship management. It's a lot. Because you have to you have to balance. You have to balance your needs, your partner's needs, and partners is is plural. You have to all of your partner's needs have to be met at some point. And then there has to be because we are all um, 99% of us on the planet have been taught 
from a uh, from a monogamous relationship perspective, then when you decide that you're shifting that, then the 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 guilt sort of comes in, the, the jealousy sort of comes in, the programming that you have had as a child growing up. Cinderella, Sleep Sleeping Brutie, all these people, they had their ones, Prince Charming, that, that swept them up and carried them away to live happily ever after. It wasn't like Prince Charming, it wasn't like um, um, it wasn't like Rapunzel had two men um, coming at her and then they all lived together. It wasn't like it wasn't like Sleeping Beauty had three or four. Oh, you know, the Sleeping Beauty had the had his, um, the, the seven dwarves, but the seven dwarves were just like roommates. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't an orgy. No, not at all. You know. I mean, a lot of people. That's the draw for some men who don't really know what being polyamorous is about. That's the draw for them. That's what they like about the idea of having it. But it really is a balance of being in a relationship together. You know what I'm saying? Helping each other out together. Now, me personally, because I like women, if I was to be in a situation mm -hmm. like that, I would want her to be our wife, where she is someone that is for right. both of us, not just for him. Right. And she wouldn't just be for right. me. She would be for us. Because what, as right. you know, we don't, our kids are adults. So I wouldn't, it's not like we have mm. more kids where a polyamorous relationship is wonderful because you have another person to help with the family. You know, you can add to your family right. if you want to have more kids and, you know, your first wife doesn't want to, but your second wife wants to have more kids, then it makes it better, you know, and then there's, then there's three mm. incomes, you know, everybody is working together. Yeah. There are pluses to it. There are pluses to it. It's yeah. But it's not this whole mm. sexual thing because, you know, it really is about being secure and knowing exactly what it is that you want to do. The light, going into these lifestyles, you have to really do your research. If you know you're a person it's that true. doesn't like to share and you don't play well with others, this is really not for you. You know, it's it's not something that you can do. Yeah. You have to know yeah. yourself. Yeah. So, it's not so much about knowing your partner. You have to know yourself. And and getting into these things and getting into these things actually teaches you about yourself. You might think you know about you yourself no idea. until you are, are until you have to um until you have to be confronted if if you use that term with a with a with a scenario that you're never that you've never um uh experienced before, then you have to figure out how you're gonna handle mm -hmm. it, right? So like I'll give you an example. I knew that my wife at the time, like my second wife, the one that was probably amorous, because um, yes, I have been married, married and divorced twice. Mm -hmm. um, so the second wife was, and I were polyamorous, um, and that that had there was reasons for that, um, and that was fine. But I realized there was like I had no problems with actually like i actually took her to her dates at some points in time like i had she was not she wasn't she wasn't from barbados she was she lived in a different country so we saw each other once or twice a year um which was part of the reason for the polyamory but um um but also um you know because if she because she wasn't a resident here um i did not i hadn't actually given i hadn't actually procured a 
license for her to drive legally here in the you know she has the license she knows how to drive but it was like i would have had to get an international license for her to drive. okay so there were times that i have right so there would have been times that i would have actually carried her to her dates and stuff like that and they had no problems with that right but there was this one time that i remember I knew she was going out on a date and I had no problem with it. But I anticipated that she would come home and that 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 when I woke up at say three, four in the morning, um, that she would have been there. Um but she wasn't. She actually spent it, she spent the entire night out with the with the guy and came home in the morning. And I but when I woke up at like three in the morning, realized that she wasn't there. The jealousy went through the roof, even although I it was, was it's a, it's prepared. It's a natural reaction. It's natural, right? Because I was prepared. Yeah. Because I was prepared for her. I was prepared for her to go out. As long as she came home, she knew how to remember. But exactly, I, I expected that she would go. I expected she would go out with the guy. I expected they would probably sleep together. You know, I expect that she was. I expected that she was. Yeah. I'm Hello. Oh, okay, yeah, um, that it's probably another phone call. Um, yeah, I expected that they would speak that she would have speak that she would have slept with him or whatever. But I expected that she would have come home. So when I realized that, like three in the morning, four in the morning, and she hadn't come home yet, I actually am embarrassed to say that I I I treat I, I treated the situation like how you see the uh, a father treating a daughter that came home late. Um, you know, these stories and what you see in the movies where the guy stands, he, he he doesn't sleep. He's sitting in the he's sitting in the dark waiting for her to come home and turn the lights on. And I did that. I, I found myself doing that, like just waiting for her to come home. And when she came home, we had a little tiff, I guess. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know, this was this was not in my mind. So I'm saying, you know, as much as I've been a polyamorous person and uh, open-minded person for a very, very long time, you still gotta, you know, you've got to learn yourself and you have to figure out, and this is why I say it is not it is not for the faint-hearted, as we have been saying. It's not. You have to learn, and, and you you learn yourself through these experiences because it, it taught me that I was good with you. I was good with you going out on dates, and I I knew that you were, um, you know, sleeping with the people I'm, I'm expecting that you would have had protection, etc. But I yes, want you home. Exactly. And that's just, and that's just me. You know, I need I need to know that as yeah, long as you're, as long your as you're home. And but, I will share something with you. I had recently went through something mm-hmm. similar, and you know, it was I I felt like there was an attachment being formed, and I felt like feelings were involved, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I felt there was a level of dishonesty from both parties, and mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. hurt. I was very hurt. And I had conveyed that it is very important that you obey the Lord, the rules that you have set in place, because if you don't, there is nothing but chaos. And the end result was me almost snapping. And I just was like, I don't know. I can't do this. And it was just this one particular person because it it wasn't our situation. It was his if it was something that was out and then it, it right. was in my face. So if it's not in my face, then, you know, out of sight, out of mind, I don't see it. 
but it was in my face and I couldn't handle it and I conveyed that. And desire, because that's a line in my book, desire often is kicks love and respect to the backseat. <laughs> you know, and you have to, you have to remember, no, this is this is the priority. If I still can do what I want to do, but I can't do it right here, then I'm gonna go over here and do it. I wasn't it wasn't said that I couldn't do it. It right. was how I was doing it. So you definitely gotta say you learn yourself. And I've had we've had yes. more than one, you know more than one, you know, three cents. And, but that one is the only one that I regret. Mm. It's, it's the only right, one that right, I regret. Right, right, right. So the stories were near and dear. I'm so glad that the stories were captivating because that was my first time trying my hand in short stories. And I really wish that I had written more. Me and my editor, she's like, oh God, the stories are excellent. I wish that she said, your next, she said, your next book has to be <laughs> all stories. So I'm working on an anthology. Yes, I'm working on an anthology. Yes. Did you yes. get a chance yes. to read the bonus story in the back of the book? Um, I, there's, I don't there's remember. A bonus story I remember. In the back. Like, we're, we're, I'm gonna spend. I'm going to send you the unedited right. version. I'll send that to you. I'll email you the unedited version. You will love that. It is. A lot of people want me. I really want to do a short film on it. It's. I feel like it's something that it just was a page turner. It was a page turner. Yes, I've read everything. I I've read everything on. You did. In the you book, probably so did. I probably did. You did. Read the it was the last too. story. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. But for sure, people, the um, the the um, experience that she's talking about is is very, very. As she said earlier in her book, in her in the interview, the book is cathartic mm-hmm. for her. Right. She just explained everything that happened in that book and that in this um, in this story, oh. Poison. Everything that happened, everything she just said is that that's that's that story, Poison, right there. So I ain't telling you <laughs> nothing else. Just buy the book and go and read go and read Poison because that is her story right there. I I, I, I she just said she just outed herself because she just said the entire thing right there. I, I'm like, nah. I, so, but that is her, that is one of her stories. Um, poison. Yeah, so you buy the book and you read Poison, you will, you will be, you'll get him some tea. I drink it while it's hot. Drink it while it's hot, honey. Drink it while it's hot. But I'm, I totally agree with your editor and thank you so much. Yeah, Tiana, Tiana, her name is Smart But Young. thank you so much. One of the best. One of the best editors. Yes. Well, thank you. Well, I am thankful so much. I don't know how you found the best spot to give um, Kareem the, 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 the link, but I am very, very grateful for you that you found it, that you sent her to me. I am having a yeah, ball having you, this conversation you. right now. So, yeah, I, I, am, I am having a ball. So, I, so you've already said what's coming next, which is an anthology mm-hmm. of short stories. I want my copy I understand. Like, I, I want my coffee. I tell you up front. I tell you on air. I look you're going to get your first. You definitely well, are going to get your copy first. I'm sending it straight to Barbados. <laughs> I'm going to mail it to you. And you're going to send me your address so that I can send you Lovesick so that you can have a copy of it. I'm going to mail it to you. Thank you so much. Because I really want you to have the book. I'm so Thank happy. Thank you so I was much, very man. pleased 
that you enjoyed the book. I really am. And I have, because you enjoyed it from, you know, just a person that loves words and loves to read, but also from a professional level because you're an editor Mm -hmm. and you're a writer. So that means a lot to me because this is my first published work. So that means so much to me. You know, I was like, I'm, I literally am, as an editor, I am, I'm like, I'm like Spider-Man. My spider senses (laughs) don't turn off. So I'm reading a book. I'm reading the book and I'm like, nothing tingles. Nothing tingles. This is good. This is good. There's not, because, you know, um, I, and, and, and I'm like, because there have been some, you know, there have been books that I've read that, um, you know, literally um, years and years and years and years ago, I've, I've said this story on the show a couple of times. There was a book that I was given as a gift and I could not oh, even God. get past the first page. The, the, the author ejaculated covers all over his work. It was like, ugh. And I use that word deliberately. It was just like he jerked off and was commas all over. Like, there were literally 10, like, this, his first sentence was 10 lines long. It was a run-on sentence that was just commas, 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 commas. Let me tell you, this is the first advice that my editor gave me. And she's an editor. And she has books that she's written. She's ghost written for people. Mm-hmm. She said the first thing, she said, always get an editor. That is key to having good work. It's having an editor, a good editor. I was blessed because my editor and I are alums. We went to high school together. She is at the top wow. of her game. I don't say that because she's my friend. Her portfolio speaks for itself. She's amazing and she's very humble. And she works for herself and she yes. has written great bodies of work. Her editing style is amazing. She has taught me. She taught me so much. She, I learned so much. And you should learn. And you have to be able to take critiques mm-hmm. because it's to make you, it's to make you better. Exactly. It's not to beat you down because we all have a gift. Exactly. Everyone has a gift. So you should never feel like, oh, this person is just jealous. No, this person wants to see you shine because this person's name is attached to your work. So you want and there exactly you go. so there you go I, I i love my editor she's my sister so she taught me so much she helped me tremendously with this book to the point that i know where i need to stop and go back and fix things because i paid attention because i took her workshop yeah. and i went to high school for journalism mm-hmm. that's what you know we went mm-hmm. to school for that she's amazing mm-hmm. she is amazing so right. for you to say that you love the book and i i'm very pleased very very pleased you have to have an editor editor is key that is the best investment that you can make when you're writing a book you need an editor and she there you go yeah okay Okay. you heard it here first you heard it here first everyone listening whoever's listening when you decide that you want to publish a body of work your first the first thing you should do is get an editor Get an editor and get an editor that knows you because my editor edits in my voice. And that's and that's very rare. She edits in my voice. It's like when she edited the last story, I called her in tears. I was like, this is amazing. She said, those are your words. She said, all I did was polish it up for you. She said, you gave it the heart. I just gave it some background. And she's like, but those are your words. She conveyed it excellently. That's how you do work with your editor. Mm -hmm. Bond mm-hmm. with your editor and listen. Listen to your editor. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, 
Okay. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take that aspect, that that part that you just said. I'm gonna cut it out of it. I'm gonna cut it. I'm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. copy it out of this um, interview. Like it's it's gonna be here for the entire interview. But I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna put that as a a soundbite mm-hmm. on my editing page. It's I need very, people it's to understand imperative. that. I need it is imperative. To... It can let me tell you something. It can make the difference between a book that's five dollars selling on a table outside downtown Brooklyn and your book being on a New York Times bestseller list. It's that deep. You really should really have an editor because you want the you want your work to shine. You want your work to be the best. You don't want a person to read the same page three times because I've seen that. I've seen people write a book and self-publish because mm-hmm. they're being cheap. Don't be, don't cheat yourself. Invest yes. in yourself. You will get that money back tenfold. Invest in yourself and invest in your people. Oh my God. Invest in your people. My editor, I'm black. My editor is black. Why wouldn't I invest in her? I know what her skill is. So why wouldn't I pay her for her job that she did excellently? This is how we keep money. To, this is how oh we keep God. money with us. We have to work with each other. This is yes. this is important. This is how you build legacies. This is how you build dynasties. You have to work in conjunction with each other. Don't be don't do not cheat yourself. Invest in yourself. You want the best body of work because this is something that's going to be here when you're gone. And you want a great representation of yourself. Oh, Absolutely. Well, I could not have said it better myself. I, I am like so serious. Like, I, this is exactly the stuff that I say to people. Um, and I, I try to explain this to people uh, um, on multiple levels, especially the idea of investment, because it is, it is, I, I will admit, isn't it? It is, it is an expensive venture, but it is a venture that is absolutely necessary. When you go and you cut off, you spite you you go and you cut off um the the editing or even any other aspects of your book just because of cost. It, it shows. It shows. It shows. And 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 no, I mean now <laughs> I you got me off on you got me off on another tangent now, cause my editing hat no come out and I ready to I ready to, to I ready to extol on this topic because as you said, I'm an editor and I love what you said that your editor knows you enough, understands you enough, read, has read your work enough to, to be in your work, to, to be in your voice. Cause I, I endeavor to do that. I mean, it's people un- have said the same. Uncanny. Well, it was, for that. I, I said, she said this, she said, I was reading it. She said, this just sounds like something that you would say. And she said, and it's true because you know why editing is listening. That it's listening. It's yes, listening. It is. People don't understand. Look, it's listening. No. All right. So <laughs> here we're going on, right? <laughs> here we're going on. We can have another show, right? And I am going to have this show. I'm going to. I'm going to have another show. I'm going to have another recording with you. I think that I'm going to have a recording with you, but um, on because I'm actually contemplating doing a podcast for that would be the great. Right, passionate you words. Should. You should because that's information right? that's necessary. Because people think that just people are always so worried about being swindled out of money. But if they re, if they research, yeah, there. Like, do you know how much people don't realize how much work. I'm glad I'm not editing. It's a lot of work. 
It is so much work to edit, especially when you have a long-winded person that you're mm. editing for. She taught me about your... Oh, God. I listen, oh. I, I'm very good at... I'm very good at taking direction. I have no issue with that. And she was mm. like, she said, nope, you see how you use this word? And I was like, I didn't... She said, nope, you don't want to use this word again. It becomes redundant. Another person would get offended. I'm not offended by that yep. because this... She wants my work to be great. She wants it to be excellent. And that's how you have to look mm -hmm. at it. Your editor is your partner. So if your work is shabby, who's going to want her for an editor? That's how you have to look at it. They want the work. They want your work to be excellent because you are an extension of them. You're a team. Yes. Now, there are so much sound bites in what you just said. I'm so serious. There are so much sound bites. I will be editing this podcast specifically to cut out those, to copy out those, 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 um, those sound bites. And those sound bites will be going into yes, my marketing please, strategy. Please do. I just want please you to know. Do. Because it's really necessary. <laughs> we have to begin in our own way a lot. A lot of times we can be so fur we can be further, but we get in our own way. Because they said, there's nobody helping. Let me tell you, help ain't free. Only thing is free is salvation. Hope is not free. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? When a person is doing a service for this you, is true. you pay for the things that you want. Now, you know there are some things that are extremely expensive. If you can't afford that, that doesn't mean don't get an editor. That mm -hmm. means find one in your price range. It doesn't mean don't have an editor because you have some. They are out of your price range. Me, I put myself on a payment plan. I put myself. I put myself on a payment yeah, plan. I mean, just, my editor, because I know her portfolio. I said I don't even know if I can afford you, but I'm mm -hmm. not the type of person that look for a homegirl discount. I don't do that. I pay like I wait. I put myself on this. I put myself on this, and I'm wow. never late with a payment. Once I once I commit myself there to something, I'm fully committed. So when I did, I put in. She said, "Well, what what do you want to do?" And when she when I told her what I wanted to do, oh, she said, we, "I'm going to send you two contracts." And you tell me which contract you want. I chose the mm. more expensive contract because it was more detailed and I got more from it. I could have took the one because we always go for the lesser. Lesser doesn't mean greater. I said, no, yes. I'm going to get this one because I yes. looked at it in detail and I said, this is going to give me what I need. This makes her more accessible to me. Mm -hmm. This makes mm -hmm. her more available to me. Time is not free. Time is not free. Yeah, my wow. editor works for herself, wow. Wow. so Tom wow. is not free. So she doesn't have yes. Tom. Well, this is why we haven't started on my second book yet, because my book came out in January, and mm. my the bonus story is very mm. popular. So I have been getting badgered about that bonus yes. story. They said, when is um I Got You coming out? I said, let me explain something to you. Love Sick has been out for three mm. months. I said, my editor is swamped. Yeah. I said, my editor is swamped. She is constantly working. I was like this. I don't even want to approach her mm -hmm. to maybe July or August. And I have so much written. We'll just be editing totally. because I have a. I write all the time. I was like this. I have a lot of material we can edit. And I said, but now we're going to let lovesick marinate. You know, so. Yeah. Wow. 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 So, yeah. Yep. So I and for all of you who are listening to me, if you do not have an editor, you can you can hook me up too. You can hook me up because passionate words editing is my is my day job. I'm just like her editor. I work for myself. So this this is this all of what I'm doing is marketing. 
Yes, I love talking about my books. Yes, I love talking about erotica. The Wet Spot is here for a specific and um, a specific reason. And that reason is to give um, people a safe space to be able to explore their sexuality in a safe way. Um, it, it, it is a safe space for women. It is a safe space for people to come to, 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 for women to be sensual and to have to, as I said before on this show, to take off the boardroom, um, the boardroom attire and put on the bedroom attire. You need to be feminine. And a lot of women feel unable to be feminine because they're so busy being masculine all the time. They have to go, go, go. They have to make decisions. They're running the household. They're doing all these other things. When do women get chance to, 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 be, to be sexy, to be seductive, to be feminine? So the wet spot is part of the erotic empire. The erotic empire's job uh, is to is to create space online um, and hopefully somewhere offline, but definitely online. You can you come into the space. Uh, my 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 IG page, Bajan.passionpoet, um, or my website. I'm really really hoping to get it back to a place where it is um, community based. So passionpoet.com. But the, 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 the goal, and of course, the wet spot, the wet spot podcast on Instagram, right? All of those are, 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 are aspects of what is called the, um, the, the erotic empire. And I call it an empire for a reason. I want it to spread. I want it to grow. But ultimately, I wheel all of that back. And I say that even all of that, I run the editing and all of this stuff in the last 15 minutes or so, we've been talking about editing. We segued away from the erotic and we don't try to end the show about where we started. But before we do, I'm saying to any person who's listening to the sound of my voice, I, um, I, I say with all humility, I love words. I will make sure that your words shine. Why? Because what I do with my, I, I polish your prose yeah. and your poetry. To perfection, to perfection. There's polish. The, the the idea is of a dapper gentleman from head to almost feet, dapper, dressed almost, you know, dressed in the best, but his shoes are not polished. A woman told me that the first thing women look at in a well-dressed Absolutely. man is his shoes. Absolutely. So... So if you have a well-dressed man that is totally up to up from from head to ankle, from head to ankle, he is dressed to, to dressed to death, and his shoes don't match because his shoes ain't shining. The shoe, no, he no. So, and the aspect of it is that that whole metaphor represents that the editing is the polish for the shoes. The editing is the polish for the shoes. And I'm sure that your editor will yeah, agree with me if she hears this her interview on. because she she was oh yes you see this is what I'm saying we definitely gonna have a conversation and I can start having these actual doing an actual um, passionate words uh, passionate words podcast I can work on that for sure I was I was I was hem and hawing because there's so much things on my plate as you said an editor's time isn't free and I was like do I have time to do this I mean but. It, you're just confirming that the universe is going to make space and this has to be done. So definitely we will have a conversation. I would love to have her contact. We will definitely speak 
And I'll definitely love to have you guys on the show. You could definitely come back onto the West Part. And for sure, I definitely will talk to you guys uh, about having um, a separate podcast for passionate words and for editing and stuff like that. So we'll definitely work on that. Yes, it's been a full, it's been a full Yes, I enjoyed it so much. I'll give give you guys a, a, a secret. I'll give you guys a secret, right? Five minutes before I press record on this podcast, Kareem says she was nervous. <laughs> and I was like, we know past the hour, people. Have you heard any nerves in this conversation? None whatsoever. None. You made it easy. Five Five minutes before we press record, she's like, I'm so nervous. Thank you did you so, so well, dear. You did so well. I enjoyed it. This was an I awesome really This was an Thank awesome Thank you. Interview. So I'm really, really glad. Thank you so much for being a part of the wet spot. Um, tell, um, so, so, let's, so let's wrap up by saying um, what, uh, what else is coming? We, we're, we're talking about these short stories. Um, I don't know what else is coming up um, in that. You're doing these short stories. Are you going to push for a novel? I'm definitely going to push for a novel. You think? The, the story that's in the, my bonus story that's in Love Sick that is available on Amazon is You Got Me, and I'm going to push that for mm-hmm. a novel. I think it's a story that yes. stands alone. I don't really think that it needs company. I'm going to try yes. my hand at it. As you know, what when we say try, that means we're building mm-hmm. to fail. I'm going to publish it. I'm going to make it a novel. And I just hope that it gets the same reception that Lovestick is receiving right now or more. Well, I will tell you this. I will tell you this, not to cut you <laughs> off, but I'll tell you this. After reading Lovestick, after reading, I, you got me? <laughs> thank yes. you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank yes, you so girl. much. Yes, that's what that's what bring. Yeah, bring it. That's what just I'm, bring that's, it because I'm I'm ready, ready to for do it. it. I'm enjoying it. That's what I have coming up next. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do. You got me as a novel, and I'm I'm working on an anthology that will probably come out after. Mm-hmm. You got me, and I'm just I'm riding away. Right. I'm loving it. I'm meeting so many interesting people. Yeah. I'm meeting because I'm an author now, so I've been meeting so many different authors yes. and just talking to different people. And I've been supporting a lot of indie authors also. I've been buying books from people. Anytime someone buys my book that I know has a book out, I buy their book and, you know, and support. And I read their book and I review it. I put a review up because we have to stick together. So I I really am enjoying it. I'm thinking about doing a podcast myself. I'm thinking about doing a podcast myself. I just, you know, I want to see you know, try my hand at it and see how that goes. I feel like I have a lot of different things to say on a, a number of different subjects, yes. you know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm, I'm just riding this wave. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I'm looking forward to coming back to the website. Well, this was, I've been looking forward to this since yes. I DM'd you last week. I've been looking forward to this. This has been on my to-do list. I've been, <laughs> I've been sending calls to voicemail. Um, I have not been answering texts. I've been getting emails and I will answer them later because this has been the <laughs> highlight of my evening. This is really, I truly, wow. you have such a way of making people so comfortable and you are, you have such an inviting and endearing spirit. 
I, you have made this a very great experience for me and I am looking forward to us, not only you interviewing me and us having more conversations, but a friendship because you're really, you're really, you're really sure. dope. I feel sure, like sure. I need to come to Barbados and we need to get something to eat. I don't know, but this is, I really enjoyed this. I really did. <laughs> well, come on down, Barbados. We'll, we'll welcome you. I certainly will welcome you. Come on down and enjoy. And I will definitely show you around. Barbados is a beautiful island. And um, there are, I, if you've never had Bajan food at all, you are going oh. to love it. Mm. There is, there is so much. There's so much you can enjoy in in the country. So definitely, we're going to have a conversation. We have become officially yes. become friends at this moment. So as well, yes. so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite fine. That is quite fine, my dear. Thank you so much. Well, this has been passion point. Oh, before I stop, before I stop, tell people how to get in contact with you. Your your, yes. your handles, I on, um, IG. I am on Instagram. Instagram. My name is Yellowtail. That's Y-E-L-L-O-W-T-A-L-E underscore one on Instagram. Also, Diary of Rima on Instagram. I have two IG pages. You can find me on Facebook, Karima All Smiles Edwards. I am on Twitter also, Yellowtail underscore one. And I I reply to all DMs. I I reply to everything. I am very friendly and approachable. I am a. This is this yes, is what I I, yes, I love people yes. and I like meeting new people and experiencing new things and this has been wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, well, this has been an amazing interview. I have I have been I I myself have been um I myself have been um looking forward to this interview and I'm actually I'm late sorry. for class because of this interview because I am like. <laughs> No, 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 no. This has nothing. I was always, I was always going to tell the people in class, well, you may not see me. I have an, I have an important date. I have, I have something to do. Um, but I'll probably slip into class like after this interview and see if I can get something. But yes, because it is important. And I am very, very grateful to you for, for, for being so in, engaging, for being so excited because it is that energy that is, um, reflected what you're getting off of me is really reflecting off of you. It's coming, it's coming from you or reflecting onto you. It is just, it is amazing. I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Like I said, and if, as you say, you're starting a podcast, you are yes. going to love it. It is going to be, it's going to be, you're going to meet so many different people. And I, I just like you, I started almost two years ago and I felt I wasn't sure what to do. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And this, uh, well, I don't know when I'm going to release this particular episode um, because I have a couple others in my roster. But the next one coming up is episode 80. So this one might be 81 or 82 when I actually um, actually post it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm up to episode 80 as as of this moment. So, I mean, you are going to enjoy it. You are definitely going to enjoy it. So, this has been Pasha Poet. This has been another episode, a very awesome episode of The Wet Spot. You can find us on, you can find us on The Wet Spot Podcast, the dot wet dot podcast, the dot wet dot spot dot podcast. Yes, it's a mouthful. Um, but uh, yes, I, 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 I like putting things in my mouth, so there's that. 
Ay, el sueño. Ay. Yes, so yes, there's there's that. Um, you can also find me on Bajan.passionpoet. Um, that is my poetry page. All of that stuff you're gonna hear in a few minutes in my outro, but hey, it is what it is. This has been Passion Poet. This has been another episode of the West Spot. So we are just gonna just end this beautiful interview by saying see you yeah. next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Wet Spot. I have been your host, Passion Poet. You can find me on Instagram at Bajan.passionpoet. That's B-A-J-A-N dot P-A-S-S-I-O-N-P-O-E-T. You can also find us at The Wet Spot podcast that's wet with two t's the dot wet with two t's dot spot dot podcast also on instagram don't forget to sign up to our mailing list and check out the other episodes thank you once again Let's get wet. Decadence. Slipping colorful wrapping off, crinkling, exposing the roundness of the sweets underneath, licking my lips. I can't wait to taste it. Lick it. Chocolate eclair round and full, hint of the cream hidden inside, pink tongue sliding up, caressing, tasting the moistness, chocolate dimples, slit split peeking in, creamy center seeping out, tempting my taste buds. I can't resist it anymore. Ah, eyes closed, rapture makes reality fade away. All I can taste is...